You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of Paint the Town Podcast, episode 120. Is that 120? I need to check. Uh oh. 121. <laughs> my bad. My bad. I forgot we did. That's I didn't... what I was thinking. I'm like, I think we've already done 120. That's... Well, I did. But I didn't want I to say with, anything uh, because. I was with Garen, though. You, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, our buddy Garen had a, uh, the opening show of Malibu at the Malibu Lumberyard. So he asked me to come and hang out with him. Um, yeah, check out that video. I'm, I'm sure you guys missed Teach. And I missed it too because, you know, me and Garen, we were, I posted this little clip. Um, it's so funny because, like, <laughs> yeah, he couldn't have any guys more opposite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, two, he's two guys from the opposite ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, he's such an adrenaline junkie guy, and I'm like, Mr. Fucking Stoner over here. He's like, that's why I was like, I missed you, bro. I was like, dude, teach would it would be like. It was a great, it would be, he would have be able to empathize and relate to uh, uh, Garrett about being a waterman, you, you know what I mean? And like, yeah, you know, exactly, right? So, no, I mean, it was a good time. I, I love hanging out with Garrett, man, and that, that uh, Malibu uh, uh, Contemporary Art Gallery, man. Is- Although I've never done motorcycles. I, I had friends that, that uh, rode motorcycles, but uh, luckily I never got into them too much because I'm sure there would have been a lot more injuries. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, it, uh, but yeah, man, it looked like a lot of people went to his show, dude, on the weekend. So, I mean, uh, they had open area, so it wasn't, it was COVID friendly too, you know, so. Um, oh, that's going to be interesting. You know, we're, uh, we have an event coming up, I guess, uh, Thursday night. I was going to say tomorrow oh, yeah, yeah, night, yeah. day after tomorrow. Shit, um, man. In Bellicera. Yeah, in Monrovia. First of all, um, I know this is uh, for the, uh, to benefit the fires. And if you guys don't know, I'm down in uh, OC, and uh, there's oh, fires here. Like, <laughs> yeah, holy shit, man! Uh, how far away is that from you now? Well, I am bordering the uh, mandatory evacuation zone. So, like, uh, uh, dude. So uh, that uh, wind changes direction or whatever, or kicks up, you're fucked, right? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I'm such a dumbass. I mean, I don't mean to put it that way, but yeah, that's <laughs> kind of the way it is. Yeah, yeah, no, really, though, because the wind was blowing so crazy, and I was, like, outside, uh, it, it was kind of in the morning, and I was like, whoa, look at all this wind. I was thinking in my mind, like, oh, this is kind of like a hurricane. Little did I, I was, I saw there was, a, like, a small vegetation fire in Yorba Linda, which is, like, the next city over, yeah, and I was like, dude. oh, yeah. You know, it's no big deal. It's not like the one in Irvine that's like thousands of acres, right? And what do you know? Right. By the next, by the in a few hours, I mean it's like eight to ten. Dude, miles. all it takes is a little wind, man, and that shit just explodes. Shit's so dry right now. How when was the last time it rained? I know. I was just thinking, like it maybe rained for like one morning, <laughs> like this entire year, because we've been we've been home this year, so for sure. I I was like, I didn't miss anything, right? You, you know, so yeah, no. Fuck, man. I mean, I'm a little concerned. Dry as a motherfucker right now. I did have the thought of like, hey, man, like, you know, if shit gets real, like, uh, what should I, should I prepare anything? Like, what would I bring? You know what I mean? So I I thought this was like a good, like. Oh, dude, you're welcome to come down to our house. I mean, you know, you're going to have to, let's see. No, we got a room we can put you in. Yeah. I'm going to go to the valley where there's fires as well, just a couple months ago. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's not, it's not really that safe there either, bro. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I'll admit that, dude. I mean, but you know much, what, though? Uh, I was really thinking, like, uh, um, if, you know, the, the house were to catch on fire, I got insurance and everything like that, you know what I mean? Like, what would oh, you're I... You're stoked. You're set. Also, what would I bring out the, and just run out the window if you had, like, half hour to, uh, to gather your stuff, you, you know what I mean? So it kind of really uh, uh, put things into perspective. I'd grab I my iPad. That'd be about it. My iPad yeah. and this, uh, you know, and this nice um, speaker. <laughs> that's about the only two nice things that yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that i have i know i was a just bunch thinking of art supplies art supplies dude you can just you know replace them um what about your stencils okay. so so what i was thinking is what about your work though because for me i was like well as a as a songwriter you, you know what i mean all my songs are actually in the cloud right so like i've already saved them oh you're so good like, to go you're safe so I, exactly i'm like look at the end of the day obviously like if I have my dog, my family members, you know what I mean? Like, it'll, it's, it's not, you know, it's the, not the worst thing in the world as long as you escape it alive, right? But I was like, okay, I'll probably grab, like, some DJ stuff and a couple computers. And I think that's it, man. I think, like, the rest is, like, uh, it's like, fuck it, man. Like, it, you Get know. Up. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it would have really come, maybe grab my passport. I don't know why. I mean, like, that, 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 that's probably something I should grab, you know what I mean? You won't but, need that for a while. You can get another new one before you're going to need that. <laughs> I was like, grab it. <laughs> I was like, grab the drugs. <laughs> before, yeah. that was, yes, grab the, uh, the essentials. <laughs> that was my first thought last night. I was like, just in case I like. get Polytrees, drugs. Uh... <laughs> Straight up. I was like, make sure I put all my herbs together, dude. You know what I mean? Make sure. <laughs> Keep it easy on yourself. Got one location for that all together. Boom, you're out. Yeah, exactly, man. You know, a couple of power supplies, man. But no, I mean, it just really put things into perspective and to think of like what's important in my life, man. But, you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm not going to be like trying to pull the fucking TV. Well, it's a little bit different, wall. you know, when, if you're if you have a wildfire coming up on you, sometimes you have, you know, an hour <clears throat> to get your shit together. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's a lot different than if all of a sudden the house is on fire and you just got to grab one thing maybe, or just get the fuck out. Yeah. That's the big difference. It's like, okay, I got this amount of time. What, <laughs> what can I get that is really going to make a difference in that amount of time? That's a big difference. Yeah. Than just, yeah. you know, running out of the fucking house. Yeah, man. And I was just saying like, you know, you always think like, uh, a lot of my friends who live in like Irvine or something like that, they all got evacuated. And, um, you know, it's, it was, it's always been like more of like a, I would say like a San Fernando Valley problem. It hasn't really, at least in the recent times, burned like OC this badly, you know what I mean? So I keep on telling people, man, I'm like, dude, this shit's serious, man. Like, let's take it serious just in case, like make a mental note, you know what I mean? Because it's like, it may happen like, fuck, you need to like leave and you can only grab like a bag, you know what I mean? You never know, man. So, the, you know, yeah, Mother Nature, sure. man, I'm, I'm crazy, man. I was, uh, I was supposed to head up north, um, actually a couple of times now. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be going, um, the end of this month now. Oh, okay. Uh, there's okay. Just, there's just too many factors that are, you know, against going up there. Um, uh, I mean, weather wise, you know, is what could happen between here and there. There could be a fire that comes up between here and there. There could be a fire that sparks up here when I'm gone. Yeah. Um, uh, Let's see, the, the election is going to be, um, you know. That's a fire in its own, man. Concerned about security-wise, you know, people start going crazy or something like that. You know, who knows what, how far out into the suburbs, wherever they may come, who knows what they may do, you know. I 
got a feeler on that, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, now's a good time. I don't want to be, you know, leaving my, my son. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, there's just too many factors uh, against, you know, my, my uncle's going to be turning 80. He'll be turning 80 years old. Yeah. That's you how you're going to go up North, right? Yeah. That's why I was going to head up North. Um, but, uh, you know, and the other thing is, uh, you know, who knows on the way up there, um, there could be a possibility I go in somewhere and maybe drag some fucking coronavirus up there with me, you know? Mm, yeah. Um, so, and he's, you know, turning 80. So, uh, it's just, you know, there's just too many factors against it. So yeah. Forgot about um, that little thing called coronavirus, huh? It's always looming in the fucking background. You know? well, no, that was always in consideration since we had mentioned, you know, going up there for his 80th birthday. Um, you know, that was always a factor, but this was before it, you know, spiked and then went down and then spiked again. Yeah. And then went down and is now spiking a fucking again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And now it's up as the highest spike of the whole thing. So you know, uh, looking at it now, it's like, it's just, it's just too many. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Calculations don't work out. Totally. Well, um, you know what, actually just to get us off, uh, on a, on a different note real quick today was actually supposed to be our, um, <laughs> Halloween episode. Okay. And we were supposed to dress up, uh, for this episode, but to be honest, the mail system, uh, the, the, the costumes wouldn't have gotten in on time. So, uh, uh, yeah. it's, it's, can you at least but, tell people what we're doing. Yeah, yeah that's, what I, that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, so, so I threw up Maybe a, tell them some of the ideas we had, or no, let's not ruin it for, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually see, I actually see Goody inside the, uh, waiting room, but I'm gonna, let's finish this costume talk before we, uh, uh, before before we let him in, you know, because I've been talking about costumes. <laughs> well, well, the cool thing is, I was always on on the episode with Garen and me. I was telling him, I said that you know, t he was he was saying that me and you teach we have a good uh, dynamic on the show because we just play well off each other. Actually, you know, we're 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 similar, but also it's like we have different interests as well too. You, you know what I mean? Teach you're right. more of like a kind of like a waterman. And one noticeably thing, I was, it was so funny because I was like, when you have two Asian guys like <clears throat> talking on the show, you might think it's like an Asian show or something. And Garen would say, he's like, I might think it's a cooking show, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, but it's a nice, <laughs> but it's a nice balance. It's not racist at all. <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Shout out to Garen, dude. <laughs> But I was like, hey, man, you know what? Historically, there have been some pretty cool, like, Asian white guy duos that have actually, like, uh, hit it big. You know what I mean? So I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, you know, so I was saying, like, first of all, there's Bruce Lee and there's Chuck Norris, man. Like, you, you know what I mean? And in that yes. Bruce Lee world, man, I mean, there's the Green Hornet and then also Kato, you know, which is the guy that, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Bruce Lee played right you know they have the mask so me and Teach were deciding like should we dress up go like Bruce Lee Chuck Norris Cato uh uh you know Green Hornet, Green Hornet and, and or should we <laughs> I was like or should we go like grunge style with it, Billy Corgan and James Eha or Ryan and Ken you, you know <laughs> you, you know what I mean these are all like pretty so many. heroes right and then actually what we were gonna do I was like should we go like <laughs> Indiana Jones these, and that little Asian kid short round dude 
<laughs> you, you know, and these are all like great duos. But we actually decided originally that we were just going to wear uh, Star Trek shirts to make it easier and do uh, uh, Sulu and Kirk, man. And for the odd listening audience, uh, Teach has a very good um, Captain Kirk impression, man. So uh, uh, without further ado. I didn't rehearse it, dude. <laughs> I didn't rehearse it, but you know what? It's the kind of thing that you just have to have inside you. It's similar to almost being Christopher Walken, but it's not. It's just these crazy hesitations. It's just a certain I'm cadence, sorry. right? <laughs> It's the, it's the cadence. It's, I thought you. I thought you were gonna go me go up with a, a you know something like this, man. Um. <laughs> Who doesn't fucking love Star Trek, man? You know. Let me ask you though. You know what? I'm gonna let I'm gonna let our guest into uh, Goodian, man, because uh, I want him to join on this conversation, man. I'm gonna ask him if he's a Star Trek guy or a Star uh, Wars guy. Who he thinks we would have been in the best, uh, better uh, costume for us? <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy might show up in costume. I'm not sure if he's gonna show his face, but I do see him in the waiting room. Uh, okay. Welcome, Goody. How's it going, oh, brother? Welcome. One good, one good hombre. Check him out. Man, I, I, the, I was going to say, this is about the worst I've ever looked in my life. But. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you know, you know what? For the listening audience, the people are just listening to the audio. Uh, what just appeared uh, as our guest, Goody is dressed as uh, his his sticker or his wheat paste. Uh, a, uh, I would say a jailbird version of Donald Trump. <laughs> Welcome, man. Um, He's got a cigarette hanging. I love the cigarette hanging. That's that's a nice touch. And is that a cigarette or a blunt? Oh, it's a blunt. You know, it's a it's a split. It's oh, nice. Very European of you. <laughs> you know what? Uh, Goody, man, is an example of somebody that I've just been seeing on the street, straight killing it, man. And uh, I'm so happy that you joined us today for our Halloween episode. We were just talking about how we couldn't get our costumes in time, but I think that your costume is actually kind of perfect, not just for Halloween, but also for the uh, election environment, right? <laughs> right, Teach? Man, I tell you what, where are you joining us uh, from today? Are you in like, uh, or you're in LA, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to get too specific at the moment, unfortunately, which we can get into why or why not. But uh, yeah, I'm in, I'm in Los Angeles. Let's just say the, the western side of Los Angeles. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Are you, uh, west, west are you in your studio park. or is that, uh, is that your apartment you're in? Uh, it is my studio. Nice. nice. I love the uh, the RBG up there on the wall back behind you, man. Beautiful stuff. Is that? Yeah. Uh, can you talk about that for a second? 
Uh, sure. Um, well, let's, we got my, my lady justice there. Let's see if uh, I got another one rolled up here to show it up. Oh, maybe a little bit better. Oh, wow. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is uh, Lady Justice here uh, on the side. Um, and uh, you can see I put a little uh, Hebrew character. It's a tzadi, which is a Hebrew letter, which represents uh, the, the term, the idea of justice. As ah, okay. As, um, nice. Uh, righteousness. This is the symbol um, that so, he's talking about right here, right? Oh, right, right there in the corner. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah that's, that's a Hebrew letter, Tzadi, which is the, the, the first letter of the word Tzadik, or uh, Tzedakah, which is like charity or compassion and uh, justice. And it's a, I mean, it's a very, very important uh, uh, symbol in, in the Hebrew and Jewish tradition. Of course, uh, Our Lady uh, represented that very, very well in the, in the, in the truest tradition of, uh, of that term and that word. And so it's very just, appropriate. Uh, yeah. I love that, man. It's, I love the, how right. you got that placed in there. Well yeah, done, yeah, man. And I, and I, and I, uh, with the word uh, justice, I, I made, created kind of Hebrew, Hebrewish, kind of like Jewish. I'm kind of Jewish ish. <laughs> uh, you know, so. I, uh, I just saw, uh, is that a Bill Barr behind oh, you there? Yeah, this is, uh, well, <laughs> this was another design. Bill behind bars. <laughs> um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a large criminal enterprise that we need I, to. You know uh, what? I got to tell you what, that's, that right there is my favorite um, because uh, it's, it's so appropriate. That dude right there knows better. You know what yeah. I mean? Trump. Yeah. He's an idiot. He's the village idiot. You know what I mean? He's going to try to get away with everything that's not written down completely. Bill Barr knows better. And uh, Here's that, a, of, of, oh, that whole crew, uh, they, he should be behind bars more than anybody. Here's yeah. a, I love that piece. This piece out on the street by uh, Goody um, with both of them on the, uh, the box, actually, right here. This side is a wow. RBG. This side is a uh bill Barr, right there <laughs> nice yeah, yeah nice uh, yeah. rest in peace for um eddie van halen too on there yeah well, dude like an hour after i heard i was no not even an hour i was just basically right out the door to go work on that and i, I didn't have any time i just was like yeah i got the color pa palette and pattern going on and i didn't have any stencil done up or nothing i mean i Look, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't have great hand control or uh, I, I'm just starting in this game, you know, so uh, it's going to take some time for me to get there to, to get out, you know, the, the good shit up there. So I started just, you know, Eddie RIP, and then I went back uh, the next day. I worked on a, on a nice stencil, which I ended up putting up at uh, Whiskey A Go Go as well, up on nice. the strip. Uh, nice, very there. nice. But like, as soon as, as soon as I heard about Eddie, I was out the door and just had to go get that. Um, you know, basically, you know, I'm a, I'm a child, well, born in the 70s, child of the early mid 80s. So actually the first album I ever purchased with my own money was Van Halen 1984. Jeez. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a drum, I became a drummer. Uh, Alex Van Halen was just my idol. I got a Ludwig drum kit because of him. Honestly, the Whoa, first time yeah. I heard, 
I heard nice. that shuffle for hat for teacher, bro. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yes. I gotta play drums. Yes. That that, that that is pretty. That's that's pretty iconic, man. That that little uh, intro. Right. I was there. a big appreciator of Van Halen as well. Uh, had all their albums. Well, my brother, my brother had all their albums. I just listened to everything that he had. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I was I was uh, I was pretty torn up about uh, about Eddie passing away. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought the dude was gonna be around for much longer than that. But um, I mean, yeah. He was so that was down what ten packs a day or some shit. You knew he wasn't gonna be. Uh lasting that long he always had a cigarette burning you know so. oh i didn't know that oh wow. man he, he okay. was he was the first guy i saw with the uh, cigarette burning in the headstock he tucked it in the string with his headstock <laughs> always like always had a cigarette in his mouth or in, in tucked into the headstock of his uh his guitar you know you know it's kind of weird he said that it was actually um him uh holding like he thinks it's actually holding metal picks in his mouth the whole time that gave him like oh the, no uh, shit that gave him the mouth cancer yeah yeah uh, so, I, mean, I mean very I mean, well it, could be i i think it's that's the crazy thing about cigarettes man some people can smoke uh, a pack and a half or two packs a day their whole fucking life and you know that's not what's going to kill them and then other people um i mean friend's mom has stage four cancer never smoked a cigarette in her life exactly. however her husband smoked so she got some of the secondhand smoke and you know well, life's tricky, man. I just know all the answers as to why. I just want to bring this. I'm, I'm not about to try to say I know what the hell's going on. I'm agnostic. <laughs> I claim to be agnostic to just about everything. You know, hey, every, anything's possible. Who the fuck am I to say what's what, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's that's a uh, that's a safe angle to go in at, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's pretty much where I am at as well, you know what I mean? I was, I was actually raised um, as a Methodist, you know, Christian or whatever. Um, yeah. But then shortly after I found out about Santa Claus not being real, I started questioning everything, you know, looked into all the different religions and was like, hey, you know, these, they all kind of have, you know, some similarities here and there, you know, like, uh, it's all ways of keeping people in control and all that. Um, you know, I'm just going to have my own thing because it's, I mean, we're all different. We should all have our own religion as it is anyway, in my, my opinion. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's, uh, you know, I don't mind talking about it. It's well, like one of, one of the things you're not supposed to talk about, that politics. <laughs> what else you want to bring up? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, kind of, yeah, yeah. well, real quick, real quick. Before we get too far from uh, Van, Ed, Eddie Van Halen, man, I want to give a shout-out to our boy, uh, Destroy All Designs, man. I mean, dude, how, how often have we seen this design? Oh, yeah. This, yeah, this, uh, yeah, this red tape design, man. And uh, our boy who's been on the podcast, Destroy All Design, man, uh, he came That's up with that. The old Atari joystick. Uh -huh. Well, he came up with the uh, the red and yellow and black tape design that you see everywhere, too. So, I mean, you, you know, that's iconic for uh, Van Halen. But, uh, you know, I always want to give the artists uh, um, uh, their credit, too, man. So shout out to Destroy All Design, man. Hell yeah. Oh, I, I didn't I didn't realize that wasn't Eddie's actual design. So that, oh, that, yeah. that artist designed that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know, what I mean, so it was just like we just had him on the podcast and I just learned about that. And it's like he passes away and bam, everybody's like doing the thing. So I was just like, man, first of all, like, you know, our boy Destroy must be like, fuck, I mean, hurting. You know, that's his boy for sure. And uh, second of all, I'm really happy that we got to uh, uh, know that, too, so we can spread that knowledge, man. So, uh, yeah, man, iconic, iconic design. I mean, just fucking hell yeah. beautiful shit. Hell yeah. What other uh, what other kind of uh, music did you uh, listen to growing up? Oh shit, man! 
crazy. You know, people, I, I'm a musician. I've been, I've been playing uh, music for much of my life. My family's all musical. Uh, I started out in piano when I was probably like six. Uh, moved up to violin for a couple of years, oh. saxophone, and finally, wow. like about six months before my birthday, so I was like 12, my parents were like, all right, you can play drums, and they bought me a little practice beater pad, like not actual drums, but it was like a, a kit set up, but they were practice pads. because Yeah, like, I've seen those before, yeah. We're, we're not letting you, yeah, well, it's not like the electronic stuff, this is still in the 80s, so I mean... Uh, it wasn't. It was just a practice pad, but it had an arrangement. Just nowhere near as loud as uh, exactly. Drums. My parents were like, "Hell no!" But then we finally <laughs> moved, and my dad built a uh, in our basement a music room for my older brother and I was soundproofing. So then, uh, uh, right my, I so I took le drum lessons till about a couple months before my bar mitzvah. Then I had to quit that to practice for my spiel, and uh, and then I never took classes again. But I I was just and i've been drumming since and uh, uh I just where, did you, where did you grow so, up um what part of the, yeah, of the... he has an accent so, like, so. <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure I'm, I'm sure you can tell and it'll it'll start to come out here and there I, I don't know it depends on what i'm feeling like uh but yeah i'm from the new york uh state of mind um i, I don't want to give too much information not the sure. city i'm not uh, i'm not a city boy but uh yeah, I'm from uh, the up, upper upstate state kind of guy. Uh, I'm an upstate kind of guy. Yeah. For sure. Before we get away from, well, you uh, know what? I do have an appreciation for that because I'm uh, I'm actually from Florida, and I kind of have the the East Coast mentality when it comes to like getting shit done. You know, yeah. telling someone you're going to meet some meet them there at a certain time. You know what I mean? <laughs> right? Oh, you you guys don't know, know huh? You guys don't right. know on the on the West Coast. You got to double confirm with somebody before. Uh... <laughs> You gotta, oh, confirm, you gotta confirm you know talking about with this guy wherever the fuck <laughs> you gotta confirm a month in advance and then the day of and then the hour before just to make sure this guy's gonna get here but usually with east coast guys like uh like i said uh it's it's not so it's they're on top of it you, you, you know what i mean like yeah, west coast exactly. guys we're a little bit more i don't know with you, you can't blame it on traffic these days anymore either right you know there, there's nah. not as much <laughs> get, you know, get your it, shit up west coast people fuck <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's funny how, trying to explain to people uh, out here, you know, A, as an artist, they are like, if they think you're an artist, you're already a flake. You know, if you're, yeah. if you're in LA, you're a flake times two now. And so yeah. trying to explain to people that A, I'm from New York and I grew up on the East Coast and I still operate on that time frame and that mindset for the most part. Uh, but also that I'm not from, like, you know, I'm a self-taught artist. I became a, an artist really late, you know, kind of later in life. So you okay. Know, I, uh, I, I don't How long have you been out here of, in California? Uh, I moved out here. By, I arrived literally in Venice Beach on like a day or so before Christmas in 2006. So come on, okay. 14, 15 years. Yeah, that's a good clip. Oh, yeah. dude, you're you're uh you're you're already local, man. I mean, I know you still got the accent, man, but <laughs> you've been here for over a decade. I mean, like, shit, dude, this is home. You, you know, what I mean, for oh no, believe me, believe me, this is this is my home. When I go back to New York, I was just back there this summer, and I feel like a fish out of water in many respects, in many, many, many. Respects. It's so crazy. Uh, you know. If if you're just listening to this, man, I mean, it literally... You know, to watch him saying this, you're <laughs> watching Donald. Trump speak to us, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks like, especially when you're talking about... <laughs> Big Goody is uh, doing... Uh, especially Trump. when he does the hand thing. 
Oh, let me tell you, let me tell you about the girls in New York. You know what I'm saying? The girls in New York. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, they just they can't quite. And you they, can just walk right quite, up and grab them right in the pussy, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> Boom! Little, right there. You know, Tune little, them in. Hey. Boom! Tune but, them in. Yeah. But you know what? You, you got you got a better figure than uh, 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 you know the president for sure, man. <laughs> Much better physical shape. Yeah. That's, that's no doubt. So, um, so real quick. I we, got a I question, though. You said you didn't get into art until a little bit later in life. Yeah. When was it about that you started producing artwork? No, well, let me. Of this type of like, you know, not, like. That's not, that's not, that's not, uh, uh, let me start over. It's not accurate to say I, I, I haven't always been an artist. I've always been an artist. Uh, Drumming. You know, I, I think well, what I mean know, is like the visual arts of, of yeah, yeah. No, no, drawing no. and painting. That's what I'm saying. Like I was a drawer. I used to draw uh, like I was pretty ADD, diagnosed slightly ADD, never got medicated or nothing. I did very, very high level functioning in school, you know, very, very good grades. I was like a year or two ahead in math always. Nice. Uh, not great in the English side, but um, yeah, anyway, got you I, there, I, me too. I couldn't, I couldn't focus. I'm always doodling, drawing, and my books and whatnot. But nobody was ever like, dude, take an art class. Hey, put some, uh, put some time into this. You can make a, you know, a career or you know, live your life this way. You know, I, I was a major athlete. You know, uh, playing sports every season. Uh, very highly competitive soccer and lacrosse uh, and tennis. Um, I was the skier and snowboard. I mean, like playing music, I had bands in middle school and high school, doing all sorts of shit, but, you know, the drawing thing was just kind of thing on the side. I, I used to, like, my bedroom was just, just doodles, my walls covered in either, like, heavy metal posters or doodles. Quick sidebar question, does your body ache from all that? Uh... Yes, yes. Okay. I have, yeah. I have the body of a 65, 70-year-old man since I was a mid-20s or so, and I mean, I, I was one of those fucking guys that would jump off of anything, you know, like I was into gymnastics, so I'm very good in the air. Cliff jumping up, you know, like whatever. I'm gonna throw my puff myself off of anything on ski, <laughs> snowboard, in the water, you know. Like, nice, so, nice, I, man. Daredevil. I, I, I beat the shit. I've had, I don't even know how many uh, surgeries in my knees, my shoulders, back. Like, I, I, I've been cut up many a times. Hey. Wow. Uh, but, anyways, and to get to your point about. Um, back to the art. art. Yeah, yeah, back to the art. So, you know, like, music really was my art until sure. I was in my mid-20s or so. You know, as a, as a drummer, I was just all music. And then uh, I moved out to Colorado after uh, undergrad. Uh, I, went to, I went to school in the East Coast for a graduate, or for undergrad, I did uh, environmental sciences. And then uh, oh. moved to Colorado to uh, step it up in the mountains. Uh, I worked in some restaurants, was a bit of a ski, snow, uh, really snowboard instructor and snowboard bump. But anyways, when I got to Colorado, smoking a bunch more weed, better weed, <laughs> and, and living in the mountains outside of Boulder. And uh, Ooh, okay. there was a really, really nice art store down in town. And I was like, you know, I'm gonna take my sketching and doodling a little bit more seriously. Bought some nice uh, Micron pens, uh, some nice weighted paper. And started started drawing more, uh, and I developed this. Um, shit, well, you know, I don't want to get it too much into my other art, my personal life art stuff. No worries. Anyway, developed developed a pretty unique uh, style of drawing, and just kind of doodled like that for for a while. 
until uh, I moved out here. Uh, so I got a, I did a, my master's in Colorado in international relations, let's just say. Uh, wow, that's an I, interesting, that'd be a good, uh, uh, good yeah, yeah, you're awesome. dabbling in uh, quite a few uh, like serious things. These aren't uh, like well, hobbies. Yeah, but you know what? The fact that he did all this and then went into art is very interesting because oh, he's yeah. going to enter the art world with a much different palette and ability level than most. What so do they teach you that in art alone school, is going to set him apart. They, What's what, that? Do they what do they teach you in art school, Teach? They taught you how to uh, market and sell your art after you uh, uh, do Fuck all that, no, right? Man. <laughs> no. They're like, good luck. Get out there. Get along, little doggy. Oh, wow. So, here, I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing that I you know, which I hope we can get to at some point and teach can teach me something is that because I didn't have that kind of education background and my, again, my education is very much not business oriented. I, you know, I'm studying about ecology and the environment and then international relations, international security and studies. And, and to be honest, like my uh, primary focus is in Middle East conflicts and Israel, oh. Palestine and I uh, did a lot of, I mean, I, I did some work at Harvard. I, uh, I interned for a former president and doing research on that subject. I actually moved out here for a, a professional research gig at a nonprofit. Dude, how do you get I, your mind to stop at night and go to sleep? Holy fuck. Yeah, it's not easy. I don't. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm up until about three o'clock in the morning every day. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I like that. That sounds like my schedule, too. Yeah, and then what? Up. You get up at 10 or 12 or what? Nine. Nine, nine, between nine, ten. It depends. I, I, you know, I've said before, the only thing that really gets me up in the morning at this point in my life are beautiful waves. So, uh, hey, amen to yeah. that. Yeah. So that, that, that's really, I mean, I'm not working. I lost, uh, well, you know, I've lost uh, employment because of COVID. I'm a teacher um, and private, <sighs> private uh, school uh, English teacher, actually, uh, ESL. So I teach adults English, international students English. So you can imagine there's not much of a market for international students in the, you know, the United States right now, since we're pretty much shut down. So my school shut yeah. down. Uh, I haven't worked Fuck. since about uh, April or May. And I mean, to be honest, that's what provoked this whole fucking thing. That I was about to say, on. but you, but you have got been time getting on your up. hands and you got the ability. Cause uh, it takes. Cause you know what? No, I want to, the first time we actually brought up uh, a goodie, man, and uh, the, you know, he he reached out to me after we shouted him yeah, out on the ep right. on the episode because uh, if you guys remember, there you was keep a calling him Goody. It's one good hombre for those of you who are listening. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. It's not uh, hombre means I'm one good hungry. Hombre, hombre, man, man, hombre. Sorry. No, 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 no. I'm... Wait a minute, yo, teach. Isn't your wife Spanish? No. She's not Spanish? No, she's German. German? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I, I, I thought she was... She looks Spanish. Spanish. She does. She's yeah, dark hair dark. and everything. Dark yeah. hair. Oh, wow. I thought she was Spanish. I was like, oh, shit, man. You're going to catch heat for that when you get home. Uh, okay. Nah. Yeah, my, my wife is Spanish, so I got to work. You know, I got to hit that. I uh, got to get the pronunciation thing. correctly. Yes. There's a big difference. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Do you have any kids, man? <laughs> I'm, I'm good so you're not hungry. <laughs> Do you have any kids? No, 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 no. Not See, that's why he's able no. to go ah, have that three have uh, extra time well, too. Let no me, home let schooling. Me, let me press this a little bit further. My wife has also been in South America, where she's from, since June. Ooh. So oh. I'm a single. Well, not single, but I'm a I'm a solo 
free man running through this town. Dude, that's a lot of time on your hands. Yeah. When you don't have when you don't have the wife to hang out with, you don't have any kids that you got to deal with or anything like that. You no don't have a job, job. No kids. No no no. You know, lady. Uh, <laughs> I would yeah. be a mercenary on the streets. <laughs> so, that's what I'm doing, man. I got I got to get some shit done. You know what I'm saying? Like all these years, you know. Like obviously, I'm very very political. I'm very knowledgeable. I mean, look. To be honest, so I got my start as an artist out in Venice Beach in. Uh, 2008 or 9 that's when I really became a, a, an artist um, I lost I lost my research gig when the economy collapsed in 08 so I'm a two-time right. victim of uh, this global economy collapsing um, you know and you know I'm, I was doing non-profit research so I'm not making a lot of money either either way and, well you're doing the uh, Lord's so work I ended, up, I ended <laughs> up out on uh, Venice Beach after about six months and applying to hundreds of jobs didn't I got two interviews. One was Starbucks. And they just laughed me out. The door. Oh my God. Jeez. You know? And so I had a buddy, I had a buddy who moved out from New York and was doing some like clothing and apparel and jewelry out on the beach. He's like, bro, get out from the, behind your computer, applying to jobs all day. Come chill on the beach with me for a little bit. Check it out. I saw what he was doing with the jewelry. And, and this was back when the, you had to have permits on the, the boardwalk. It was a lottery system. Every week, you got to go out to Venice Beach at 7 in the morning. You get in the lottery. I heard about that. Yes. Oh, yes, dude, I've heard crazy. about that. So, um, you know, there was, there was no jobs out there. You know, my background is in, you know, political science in the Middle East. There was nothing in this town. And for doing anything with, with I had the one job in this town that was kind of <laughs> Can I and ask, have you been to the Middle East at all? I mean, um, yeah, yes, yeah. Okay, I've, okay. Uh, I've traveled there quite a bit and lived there, worked there. So you were you were born in the New York area, right? And then, um, what age did you go to the Middle East? Just curious. Oh, so the first time uh, I was four, fourteen years old. My grandfather, okay. my grandfather. So there's a there's a Jewish tradition uh, in the time of Passover of making the return to Israel, right? This is yes. the story of Moses returning from Exodus of Egypt to return to, you know, Jerusalem, build the temple, yada, yada. It's like, uh, it's like our Hajj in, sure. in a sense. Like okay. Every Jew, you're supposed to make, make a return. So my grandfather brought all of his uh, kids and grandkids over there when I was uh, about 15 in the early 90s um, for a couple weeks. And then uh, a summer or two later, I went, I went back for a few weeks to do this uh, like Jewish youth, Zionist bullshit kind of <laughs> tour. But it, yeah, we can get into the politics of the Middle East if you want. I'm happy. To yeah, talk yeah. No. But uh, anyways, so I, I was, I was, it was, I was, I just went because there were, it was an archaeological uh, dig. It was like six weeks, uh, like three weeks working on an archaeological dig. And I was like, yo, that's fucking cool ass shit. Yeah. So I wanted to go check it out. And then it was like three weeks just touring around the country and getting just political fucking propaganda thrown at me and in a crazy way and I, I can tell you a crazy story about uh, very quickly so the leader the leader of my youth group this is when i was 16 this is 1993 okay um this is you know the peace process is you know, this first intifada is over we're in the middle of the peace process with Yitzhak rabin and, and the plo is kind of getting normalized and the west bank is still wide open there's no fencing there's no walls there's none at gaza west bank still pretty fucking open and uh, so I went with this group 
you know, I, I grew up in a reformed synagogue, which is basically like church. It's, it was a joke. It, we actually had a Christian choir singing for us on the Shabbat services. <laughs> I hated it. I wanted nothing to do with it. Like pipe organ and stained glass windows. I was like, what the fuck does this got to do with anything that we're talking about here? So I didn't grow up Zionist or religious or any of that shit. I was like, sweet, I'm going to Israel. I want to you know, be around some people. I had never really been surrounded by Jews before. I'm from upstate New York. I had Jewish friends, but it's not like you know, being in the mix. I didn't have a crew, Jew crew. Uh, so anyways, my parents <laughs> sent me over. It's, they don't know anything about the politics either. It turns out that the group they sent me with was a right-wing Zionist youth group. <laughs> for that go, dates back to before the state of Israel, like the hardcore, I mean, they were literally terrorists back in the day. I think they're still terrorists. Um, the leader of my group at the time was a guy by the name of Danny Dannon, who is today Israel's UN representative. Wow. And this motherfucker, listen, oh. this motherfucker every day, every day, and I'm with a group of teenagers every single day as we load onto the bus, you know, guys, let me remind you, the only good Arab is a dead Arab. That's what they said? I'm 16, and this motherfucker's <laughs> saying that shit to me. Oh, my God. Ew. Yeah, yeah. And especially... So, be and to put, wow. To put him in perspective, he was fired. He used to be the un, like the assistant secretary of defense and uh, ministry in, in Israel under the previous Netanyahu administration. And he got fired a after uh, an Israeli raid on Gaza where... He said, we didn't kill enough children and women. Jeez. You know, well, I mean, that's the kind of people that I was being exposed to. When I was let's, say, let's take a step back real quick. Because uh, uh, this is an outsider, <clears throat> you know, not everybody yeah. understands like the whole like Jewish kind of conflict there, basically. So I, I just real quick over, yeah. overview. Basically, after World War II, you know, uh, there's a bunch of Jews that were displaced all over the world, you, you know, and then. So uh, they all were refugees all around the world. So basically the, uh, the powers that be that won World War II carved out a little area on the West Bank, basically, um, which is a, a, a Palestine, Palestine kind of area. And they said, all right, this area, since uh, you know, the British Empire is kind of like uh, unraveling, we're going to carve this little area for uh, the Jewish people to kind of go back and make their uh, homeland, basically. What's really interesting... Well Okay, go ahead. Yeah, please. It's, it's, well, no, I mean, it's such a complex subject that the vast majority of the human population knows nothing about. Even the Jewish and the Palestinian communities are really not so knowledgeable about the actual history and this and the situation that occurred there. Uh, to be to be totally honest, there have always been Jews living in the land of Israel and Palestine in the West Bank, in Gaza, throughout mm -hmm. that country very small populations going back 100 plus years ago, but basically since the Roman exile, going back to the time of Jesus, basically the entire Jewish community was kicked out, essentially. I mean, yeah. some did stay locally in, in, in the neighboring countries where you have, uh, you know, what I consider Arab Jews. Um, uh, you know, my family happened to be a part of the movement that went further north that settled in different parts of Eastern Europe. Sure. Um, but it's not like, uh, you know, like all the Jews were in Europe and then all of a sudden they just decided to colonize this land. Sure. You know, Jews have been settling around the world 
for well, they, you know several thousand yeah they've kind of been communities. outcasted they kind of been outcasted in many uh many of the countries and then whenever there was like some issue you know a lot of times they were the minority so they basically get you know blamed and persecuted for these uh these these kind of issues in every single region you know and going back to what you were saying it's crazy because this is literally since like jesus time wrote two thousand years ago i mean it literally happened and the the nation of Israel basically was reestablished, uh, you know, right after World War II again. <clears throat> it's kind of like a reorganization um, after, yeah. after World War II, you, you but know. But a very conflicted, but a very conflicted one at that. It's not, it, you know, and it's not as simple. We're not going to solve this conflict right here. Oh, uh, <laughs> of course. Know, yeah. if, uh, you know, Jared, don't worry about it. Jared, my son Jared has got it all taken care of. Jared's going <laughs> to, he's going to carve out a really beautiful piece there between the Israelis and the Palestinians. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, okay, you know, I hear a lot of like kind of like uh, double takes on it. I hear like some people saying that like Jared Kushner, who is, you know, Trump's uh, uh, son-in-law, who is Jewish, basically, you know, one side I hear he's carving out some peace deals. Uh, on the other side, I'm hearing like Trump is uh, uh, taking the land uh, on the West Bank that's never been, you know, the U.S. government has never used it as an embassy. And ever since the Trump embassy, he was like, oh, yeah, we'll use that land. Can you kind of go into right. that a little bit? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, my perspective, granted, I'm, uh, I kind of stepped away from that world in terms oh. of my daily, I mean, I used to read on a daily basis, like 10, 20 articles from different from the Arab news and the, and the Israeli news and American news. I mean, it was basically my job to understand the ins and outs of the conflict. But, you know, time's passed since I've been really focused on it. What I would say is that the, the recent uh, peace deals between uh, Bahrain um, UAE, um, and I believe Sudan, those, those were all contingent on arms sales from the United States. Basically, the United States Ooh. wanted to, they wanted our weapons. In order to get our weapons, they had to make peace with Israel because we sell our weapons to Israel. So to say that's a peace deal is to give them way too much fucking credit. Mm. Um, to also, to, to explain it further, Sudan, the UAE, and Bahrain have never been at war with Israel. So the fact that they're calling this a peace deal is, is also fucking absurd. Thank you for uh, giving that uh, perspective. Because like you said, it's such a big conflict, and it's happened for so long, and it's such a complex conflict that, like, you know, mm -hmm. to us, we just, we just, you know, wish peace in the Middle East, man. It's almost become like a cliche, like, you, you know, you know, right? I don't know why you guys are still fighting, but we'd like it if you just try to get along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I basically, I, I mean, I dedicated a lot of my younger years in life to trying to build peace there. I mean, I was so, I was so turned on and turned off at the same time in this experience when I was 16 years old. It was my first time as, as an American Jew to feel like a sense of identity. I hate it. When I was growing up, man, dude, I got kicked out of Sundays. Well, I, like I said, I was a uh, uh, reformed Jew. So we had to go to Sunday school because we weren't quite Jewish enough as reformed Jews. We needed this extra school. Okay. You know, where the conservative and the Orthodox Jews, they didn't have that. So I had to go to extra school. And then I had to go to Hebrew school. All this shit. I was like, this is fucking. I, I oh, man, this sounds, like, like sounds like my childhood, man. Because I always say. Miserable. On Saturdays, I had to go to Chinese school because I'm Chinese. You know, old cultures, they're all the same, man. You know, I mean, yeah. like, here, oh, here's... Christians and Jews get along so well because of this. 
<laughs> exactly, man. And, uh, real quick, you know, you know what's really uh, interesting to me, man. I, I was gonna say that I, I actually I was listening to uh, Mark Marin and uh, Seth Rogan actually on a podcast, like kind of like talking. That about was a great episode. Oh, you listened to it? Awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things that I, I found really interesting was that I never really thought about this because you know everybody does ancestry DNA these days, right? And then I mean, they can literally take my. Uh, uh, DNA, and they can find out like I'm one percent Korean, you know, you know, or something like that. What's cr I never really thought about this is like Jewish is like, it's like a religion, and it's also a type. It's also a group of people too, you know. Not everybody yeah. is like, yeah, yeah. you know, re religion follows the religion. But if you take the DNA of somebody uh, in America who traveled over from Eastern Europe because of World War II, I mean, it's the same as the DNA from the, the Jews in the Middle East, basically. You can see that they migrated over. Yes. So it's like a very, yes. very interesting, like, I don't know if there's any other group of people that are kind of like there, that. There really, there really isn't. There, like maybe the closest thing, I was talking about this with some friends the other night, uh, maybe the closest thing to the Jewish ethnic group, it would be the Roma people. Mm. However, I don't think that the Romas have the, the historic genetic coding. I've done my DNA testing. I'm 95 or 96% Ashkenazi Jew. <laughs> See it? So fucking pure, man. Wow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really yeah, crazy. I, I was shocked. I was like, listen, when I got that back, I was like, there's no way it's going to be that strong. I'm sure my ancestors were raped plenty of fucking times over the years or vice versa, <laughs> whatever. I, there's, I, you know, it can't be that pure. I mean, I know my fucking history. I mean, I've heard the stories of my great-great-grandfather on his farm in the shtetl where he would hide his, his wife and my and the daughters in the in the fields as the Cossacks came to rape them. I mean, this is that, like was the, that was for hundreds and hundreds of years. That's what was going on. This is like a Fiddler on the Roof kind of stuff going, going on, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So, like, I'm not was, trying to generalize. I'm just saying that's one of my favorite movies, man. To be honest, Fiddler on the Roof. I mean, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know, it. I actually, I always, I often think about that because it's like, man, there's Jewish people have so many traditions that they follow to kind of preserve their culture, man. And and I think in the U.S. right now, we're kind of going through a weird thing. It's like, hey, are we a continuously changing <clears throat> culture, or do we kind of hold on to what values are kind of important to us? And um, I, I don't know. Whenever I think about really, really old cultures, I think it's like what it means to be American is only like 200 years old, man. You, you know what I mean? What it means to be like any part we're of still us. changing, we're dude. From what we started off was what we were supposed to be. And to what we are right now and the direction that the uh, current administration would like us to head is completely different. Completely different. Yeah. And Which, that's why I'm you know what? doing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, Which, you, you know, know what? Let's get back to that for a second. <laughs> when, <clears throat> how long have you been getting up on the streets? Like, when was the first uh, time you got up on the street? How long ago? As one good hombre. It was as one good hombre, exactly. I've been up on the streets for a, a while, a little bit. Nothing too serious before, but uh, basically following the, uh, the, the riots that broke out and, uh, and then the protests, which I was, I was on the front lines of protest on, on the west side here and very much involved with what was going on. And then seeing all the, I mean, I wish we, could, we had time to talk about what, what I saw and videotape and, and witnessed. It was fucking crazy on the west side. Uh, that we Sunday, got time that Sunday morning. But um, basically that following week is what got me out in the street, seeing all of the, like the next morning I went out and I saw people started already painting the boarded up windows. I was like, fuck yeah, we got plenty of property to work on now. 
The cops could care less about what the fuck's going on right now. Nobody else, the old society is just like, whatever. So like, <laughs> dude, I, I just, I've been like 95% of the time, it's middle of the afternoon, I'm just out there fucking doing this shit. And nobody said, I'm, I, and what's fucking crazy is the people, 99% of the time, the people that come up and say, hey, can I help? Can I do this? They're like little old ladies. Like ladies that come up. Like I was on Montana Avenue in Santa Monica doing a piece, and this lady, probably seven year old lady, I saw her in her circle around the block, come around, park, get up, start talking to me. Hey, can I help? How are you doing this? Why, what the, why did you do this? How did you do this? Blah, 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 blah. And again, every time I do it, it's like these little old ladies come around. I love what you're doing. It's great. I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is hilarious. Well, Awesome. I, I, so what's 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 your uh, <laughs> weapon of choice? Would you say it's like a wheat paste sticker? I mean, or because I see you've been All doing right. like a few different uh, mediums. Yeah. So I started out. I started out with a, like a this heart design. If you if you got the George Floyd or like there's another a, a few hearts, whatever. That was the first design I did. I don't know if it's up on. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I have. Is it the hearts? Uh, at, at the start. Of got, yeah, 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 yeah. This one. This one. This one. Yeah. No, nope. that's mm -hmm. Trump shit on the uh, Constitution ball. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I, I thought those were hearts. Sorry, but those are. Uh... <laughs> no, they are hearts. They are hearts. It's he's shitting this love on the Constitution, which he does on a daily basis. Um, yeah. yeah okay. Anyways, I did this. I, I did this heart design. Uh, you know, like like I said, look. I'm, I'm, I'm a very hopeful, positive, colorful person. If you were to see my personal art, you'd be like, holy shit. Oh, no, I know. I love your other style, too. It's beautiful yeah. work. And, uh, and I, I don't know. It's a part of my personality, what I'm trying to do. But that, what I do with that design is actually, it's an 18-section part. All of the hearts that I've been designing, every single one is different, has a slightly different pattern. But it has it's 18 sections using the six primary and secondary colors, representing you know diversity of, of humanity, life, whatever. But so you uh, you know it's going back to the fucking Judaism. I don't know why. I swear to God. Can you I'm find the James? Uh, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. In the very least, but I love the symbolism and the culture and the history of uh, of a, a lot of the Jewish tradition is truly fucking beautiful stuff. Like the like the tzaddik and the and the justice and the the healing of the earth, Tikkun Olam. Um, anyways, 18, the number 18 is also referred to as Chai, which means life. So the, the number 18 in Hebrew or any derivative of, of it, either nine, six, three, or multiples of it are have a tribute or an essence of life in it. So that part in design in itself represents life and love. Right, so that was the first piece I got out because following what I saw out in the streets, everything that's going on in the country, there's just I, that's what I want people to focus their energy on is like just trying to get some good uh, and, and, good and, images out there, some positive images. Right, and we need we need to get some more positive shit, you know, to balance out the the, the, the political nonsense that I'm painting as well, which is provocative. I don't think it's necessarily violent, but uh, no. it's not quite as peaceful or as loving in the intention 
um, as the heart. So the heart design was the first one that I've done, and I've put a few up, and when I've been driving around, I'll throw that up in like Santa Monica or Sunset Strip or the one in Venice and Venice, and give some local love as well. <laughs> Is that this one? Um, Is that this one right here? I, I didn't want to. No, 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 no. No, no, it's not. Nope. But, okay. No, I mean, um, I, I don't want to. That's a really cool. That's a lot of looking for that, James. Poor guy. <laughs> no, I mean, I didn't want to. I didn't want to reveal his identity. That's why you, you know what I'm I mean. I'm curious but, as hell now. I've got to see this fucking thing. Yeah, I'll, no, just go down to Star Liquor on Main Street in Santa Monica. And you'll check it out. Um, but it's similar to the one at at, at the. Uh, I think it's similar to the one that the Rose Rose Collective with uh, the Jules Muck one of Brianna Taylor. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to look thing. through, but um, but go on. So, so you had the heart. It's all oh, I, I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Actually, here, here you go. Is it this one right here? Yeah, that was up in San Francisco. So that's in the nice. Uh, that's in the uh, Tenderloin. Um, so even traveling yeah. and getting up, man, because this is not just uh not just L.A. right now. You, you know what I mean, right? So I we've been. Seeing... Where else have you gotten up? What's up? Where else have you gotten up in the streets other than LA? Uh, fuck. So I took like a three-week road trip up from here through Oregon. When you were teach, when you went up north, I had just gotten back from my trip. Like when all the fires broke out up in Sonoma and all that. So the week, about a week or so before that. All right. So uh, I started out, drove the the whole coast up to San Francisco. So I hit San uh, Malibu, Santa Barbara. Um, where the fuck else was I? At Cambria, all along the 101. Like every mm. time I saw a box, I would fucking pull over and, and, and put a piece up. Nice. Um, I went up to Carmel by the Sea. Um, where the fuck up? Monterey. Got some bunch of stickers up in Monterey. Um, spent some time in San Francisco. I had an old buddy uh, who's also an active a political activist. And I wanted he, to. Uh... I, I actually convinced him. He's hitting the streets again. So uh, <laughs> nice. Watching, Our guy's inspiring people. I love it. Dude, this I'm is a, yeah, I begin. This is a cool Dude, the one. The day after I left, he went out to he went out to Blick, bought a bunch of cans, bought a whole stencil set up, and he's been hitting the town as well. So hit the nice. mission, hit San Francisco, uh, Napa. I fucking hit a ton of Silverado Trail in Napa. Uh, then I cruised over to the uh, five, went up to Oregon, went up to Eugene. Uh, did a bunch of pieces up there, hit over the, to the coast, came down the coast, went to, uh, you know, Humboldt, had a good, one of my best friends that I grew up as a, is a big legal, actual legal grower up in Humboldt, so uh, you could see a picture of mine and some of his plants, I think on my page with the Trump piece, he grows some <laughs> fucking tasty, some of the most beautiful. Uh, I got a friend up there that does the same thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, about it's, the best, it's the best region, that, that Golden Triangle uh, yeah. region. Just happens to be yeah. the best climate. So chilled out in the mountains up there for a bit and checked out the process. Uh, yeah, and then uh, came back down. But I also hit up a bunch. There you go. Nice. Yeah. Look at those trees, man. Uh, oh, I can just beautiful. smell it now, yeah. man. Wow. Yeah. So nice. <laughs> so nice. And, you know, what's hilarious is that's my friend's mom's plants. <laughs> oh dude it's totally in the family my friend his dad mom and everything they've been doing oh, you it don't for even know. decades well well it's not oh, just yeah. that man you know what my brother had uh you know I, I have a nephew and a niece recently right and he lost his nanny to the trimming business <laughs> oh shit that's good money 
<laughs> yeah, they do. Especially if you're good. You have to be good, though. You got to be fast. I mean, they 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 like going. No, but you understand. This is a lady from China, man. Okay, so I mean, she's straight up. She's like, gonna be even better. Well, uh, here's the thing. I asked him. I said, "Hey, ask if it's a legal grow or not." You, you know, what I mean, because uh, you know, obviously the money's really good. And I'm like, man, if the money's really good, it's probably not legal. And then apparently, uh, you know, she's going to the Angeles Los An the Angeles National Forest where they probably have these grows and like uh, trimming from there. So, I mean, this is pretty, it's getting pretty crazy, man. I mean, you got to think about this. Yeah. Like this is a foreign. I don't lady. think it's crazy. I think it's fine. Yo, no, I think so it's fine. Was... Definitely. I, more weed is always a good thing, but I mean, uh, I don't know. I feel like illegal grows are kind of like gray area, but I'm okay with more weed, you, you know? <laughs> Listen, there's, there's a couple, uh, like we gotta be honest about, about this, right? As supporters, we gotta be honest about what's going on in this uh, industry. And there is a lot of bullshit, right? A lot and of criminals, man, I, I that's what I always say. Like, A, you got the cartel and you got all these illegal grows, but even within the legal grows, the lack of regulation, the environmental consequences of what's going on here in California are gonna be devastating if they don't get this regulation and shit set up right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like the water, the water usage is atrocious. Monocropping is a major fucking problem. And, you know, I'm talking to my buddy about this. I'm like, so you're up, and I've seen the soil, I see where you are. You know, you, so you're growing just weed on this. You're growing tons of chemicals, and he's actually importing soils, and he doing a, he's doing a really good job. It's a legal grow. He's doing really, really good. Most of these guys, the cartels that are growing this shit, they're not doing that. I, so I asked him, I asked him as a legal grow, right? So you got, you got, this, you got so much land, and you, you have designated how many plants you can grow on this land. Well, after five years, that that soil, you know, I don't, I'm not a botanist, yeah. uh, so I don't know, five, ten years, whatever, at which point that soil is going to get degraded to the point we're not going to be able to grow shit. So I, I asked him, are you guys going to then, you, can you move, can you buy another plot and move, you know, or can you just buy a larger plot and, and rotate crops, grow something else? He's like, no, dude, you can't. You're, the state only allows you to grow X number of plants on this plot of land, and that's it. You cannot pick up and move your grow over Jeez. 10 feet over there that's regulation that's fucking us up mm. right mm. So you know you know what's really crazy about the uh one thing i learned actually is that you know this is like the fires are in a sense like mother nature like trying to fix itself too because like when you yeah, they provide when they burn shit down, they yeah. provide elements to the to the soil to grow. Yeah, like we, exactly. I was just gonna say that when you, especially when you monocrop some shit like that, and there's no more. You know, when uh, I remember when the first Australian settlers landed in Australia. I mean, they were sent there to fucking die as prisoners, basically. They said, hey, "You guys yep. gotta grow some shit, figure this shit out, <laughs> or you're fucked." You, you know what I mean? So I mean, at the end of the day, their solution was that they burned like a large scale part of the forest in order to give the nutrients to the soil to grow crops actually so i'm just saying that you know if we don't get this climate shit under control man mother nature's gonna, gonna keep on sending these fires man and uh you, you know what i mean it kind of fixes the soil and everything but uh shit man i mean like even my house right now we're a little bit in danger of uh, uh of the whole thing i got the sound effect i can't i can't see if i'm lighting this thing properly <laughs> <laughs> you're good yeah right there right there there, you, there go. you go. Now it's now you're hitting it. That's now we got it. hell yeah. Now that's dude. hilarious. We're watching Trump smoke a uh, spleef now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Trump would fucking. For sure, Trump has never smoked weed, man. I, I know he's like an anti like. Uh, he's never drank either, from what he says. He's never had a drink in his life. Yeah. You guys yeah. actually fucking believe that shit? 
I don't know, man. I, I feel like no. other people would but as say, crazy as it is, he is, I believe it is possible. You know, I, he's well, just all, all Sudafed, dude. All Sudafed all fucking day. <laughs> yeah, <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> and steroids now. Steroids. Hey, he's got to get his hair cool to uh, a grow, right? You know, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I've got a question. Wait, I got a question um, for, uh, for one good hombre. I almost called him his name. Um, have you ever had any uh, problems with the cops rolling up on you yet? Uh, kind of. Not really. Uh, kind of? You know, I got, I got to play. I, I get to play the, the, what is it, the white privilege card. The one time. Hey, we can't tell what you look like, but judging by your hands, I would say you're probably Caucasian. You've talked about being yeah. Jewish and everything or Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're, well, you're pretty much Caucasian. That helps. And being able to speak so eloquently, I'm sure – <laughs> yeah. helps as well um so uh yeah i was in santa monica and i was painting a box and just do it i was i was just doing a really cutesy kind of fucking design nothing nothing that helps crazy. nothing nothing political it was, it was like hearts and peace signs fucking cool i think i don't know if it's up it's on my website actually uh onegoodombre.com i built it yesterday awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah onegoodombre.com um, anyways, uh, they rolled up in the SUV right in front. I had, and I had my, um, I was doing a time lapse, my GoPro. So it, huh. it, I got it on camera too. <laughs> and, uh, they fucking rolled up and I stepped back and pulled my mask off and started talking to the guy and they're looking at my piece. And I had finished one side of the box and I was working on the second side of the box. And the, the one side, it looked, it looked really nice. It was, you know, it's just like a, a dark background with super colorful, you know, different colored peace signs and hearts in a, in a, in a cool pattern. And, and him and his partner are looking at it. And, yeah, there you go. Nice. Right right? That's cool, so, dude. You know, that was on one side. And then on the other side, I was, I was just starting to, to make the background that when they rolled up, and him and his partner are looking at the box and looking at me, and they're like, you got ID on you? I was like... <laughs> Uh, no, man, I, I, I didn't bring my uh, wallet out or nothing. I gave him my I'm game. white! <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I go, listen, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an artist. I got, per I, got a, I got a perm. I got a permit for some boxes in town. I, you know, I just, I, you know, look, I, I just want to make, make the street colorful. He's like, all right, well, listen, I'm just going to run your name. Goes back to the car. I'm chatting with his partner. Comes back. He's like, no, you know, you don't have any record or nothing. It's like, just, you know. We actually like what you're doing here. It's cool, but you don't have a permit. You got to get a permit to do this. And that's all. It's cool, man. That's just, and I was like, listen, guys, please. There's no, you don't have to say anything. I'm done. All right. You won't see me again. I got it. It's all good. Thanks. I was just, you know, doing whatever. It was fucking Sunday. I uh, got bored making the streets pretty. They just took off and let me go. Nice. That, hey, that's dude. my run in with the cops. Hey, again, man. Totally Those are some cool privilege. cops. Cool cops, but again, I don't know if they were cool because of my skin color, which again is a fucking issue for me. I'm I'm sure that no, I'm sure that uh, what you're putting on the box, also as right. well as what you look like, your body language and everything, you know, it yeah. makes well, all the difference in the world. Apologize. Apologize. Yeah, see, that's apologize. the thing. That's the thing. You know, some people they 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 get a little freaked out. And they get angry. You know, <laughs> you don't want to get angry. You know, when, when you get a cop that is considering what he's going to do to you, you know, best thing is, like you said, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought this is what I thought. You know, if there's anything we can do to, you know, take care of this situation, that is a yeah. fucking cop's daydream. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's what they hope and pray for. 
Um, so real quick, you know, I want another... I want to give an A, but what good ombre hasn't just been doing these boxes, man? And I want to give a shout out to this guy because he 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 pulled. We call it baby pieces when people do small pieces, right? You you, you know what I mean? But no, this guy like went big. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> on the side of the freeway man and then uh we had to give him a a shout on la Shark gallery for this man that looks like about 12 feet high yeah but notice that i, I don't want no i can't give away my secrets to this spot i don't want to give it away <laughs> but uh it's it, it's actually fucking easy um oh i see how you did it uh yeah you you saw it <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, no, I mean, the, the, achievement, I the achievement is where we're giving you the, the props on, man. No, the size, I mean? the, on the size. The location, yeah, yeah. the size and everything is, yeah, is very impressive. Feet. Yeah, between <laughs> six and seven feet. Uh, and I also, I cut one out and put, there's one up on Lincoln by uh, La Playita, little Mexican uh, street. Well, no, I guess it's just like a taco stand kind of thing. But right by the Whole Foods on Lincoln Boulevard, uh, there's a uh, big billboard. I put one of those cut out. Um, it, it, the, the billboard said freedom first. And I don't know what the fuck that meant, but it sounded <laughs> kind of pro-Trumpy. And I was like, yeah, this is a good spot for Trump in prison gear. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> that's perfect. I just love that someone's getting up in Santa Monica, dude, because that's like – you know, shit doesn't last long in Santa Monica, and no, uh, they try to keep it clean as hell. They do. They Real do. quick, I just wanted to, I mean, for obvious reasons, but I mean, like, why did you want to, what was the particular uh, uh, incident? The motivation behind Trump going to prison? <laughs> yeah, which one? <laughs> yeah, so look, look, it's, it is actually much bigger, it's a much bigger thing than just Trump. Uh, I'm, 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 uh, I'm an independent person in my politics. I'm not a member of any party, although I did register this year for the first time so I could vote for Bernie in the primary, because you can't, it's not an open primary in California, so I actually had to register. So the first year I registered so I could vote in the primary, uh, but I'm left. Now they're going to be calling you to do jury duty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, shit. That's why I've never been called. I've never gotten one of those. Fuck. So now you're telling me I'm getting called? Anyways. Yep. Um, Sorry. My, my hatred of the establishment is bipartisan. So I'm, I'm, I'm just sick of the corruption. I'm sick of the, the, two, like, the two parts of justice. Like there's, there's justice they both lie like crazy. And there's justice for the rich and the wealthy and the powerful. I'm ready for accountability. I want law and order applied equally right I'm, I'm, I'm not an anarchist i like a civilized i like rules i like to know what i can and i cannot do and i will try my best to follow them but but there's a lot of shit we got to say no to and stand up to right yeah so the motivation behind this piece about putting him in prison is because the, the crimes are so fucking obvious he's been committing crimes since the 60s right we know that like you don't operate in the real estate game in manhattan from 1960, whatever, till 2020, without being, you know, a part of some shady motherfucking shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know if you watched that documentary on uh, Netflix about New York City and the mafia, but oh, I, I did, mean, yeah, yeah. About, and they, they they highlight Trump's involvement with the mob, especially right. his lawyer, man. I mean, his lawyer was like the yeah, main, dude. the main like yeah. mob uh, lawyer. I forget his name. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So, Michael Cohen. Uh, yeah, Trump. It's about 
it's about this this piece and this what I'm doing. It, it's about bringing uh, accountability to this to our system to make sure that as an American, you or I are not held to a, a much higher or lower standard than anybody else who's a citizen, whether they're president or a, a homeless person or you know low income, high income. It, it doesn't matter. I'm just sick of the corruption. I want to see these establishment corrupt politicians, again, whether it's on the Republican side or the Democrat side, facing accountability for the crimes that they've been committing upon us for generations. And, yep. You know uh, what? I feel like every time they do one of these fucking hearings, you know, the Judiciary Committee hearing, this committee hearing, that committee hearing or whatever, nothing comes of it. But then they but then, go in there and each side has five minutes where, you know, depending on whose side is, you know, representing or wanting better for the person, they either badger the hell out of them for five minutes. And then it goes to five minutes of them praising that person, or whatever, and then five minutes of badgering them. And then it's over and then nothing comes of it. Yeah. But, but yeah. didn't McConnell so, like so block? There's no it. checks and balances these days. The checks and balances have gone out the fucking window because dude in the office has basically done everything that wasn't completely written out that you can't do. Like they, a lot of the guys when they were making up the constitution and, and, the, and the amendments and everything, they thought that there would be a, uh, you know, some decorum, some dignity, some, you know, they didn't plan on someone like him coming through there like a fucking bull in a china cabinet looking for every fucking possible loophole that you can possibly run your ass through and doing it. So well, there is, not, there is the one not. good thing that comes out of this is that hopefully they'll fix it better to where someone can't do what has been done. What I was what saying is that didn't um, it's crazy because it seems like they do that now. But didn't the Republicans block like Obama's pick for the Supreme Court? Yeah, I mean, but they yeah, that's yeah. that's one of just one of the things, one of the many stupid things. Go ahead. No, I'm just uh, saying that. It, oh, go, sorry. Go ahead. Um, well, I was going to say, uh, but they're followed. They didn't do anything illegal, like the the the, uh, the placement of the new justice. Nothing. They followed the rules. Like the Democrats lost elections, and that's a result. Like we gotta, we gotta just admit the fact that hey, Republicans didn't necessarily commit any crimes in the in their actions in getting her um, confirmed. What nope. the crimes were committed were how those Republicans got their positions of power, how yeah, they yep. used the influence and money and corruption to win the Senate, to win the House when they did, to win the governorships and the local elections. That's the crime we need to be looking at. So getting all uptight about, you know, Amy Coney uh, Barrett, whatever, she's in, she, there's nothing we can do about it. There's nothing actually yep. that the and, Democrats uh, could have done. You know what? No, absolutely not. I'm just going to say Gerrymandering. Gerrymandering is, the, the, is what's causing all of what you were just talking about. Yes. Yeah. Gerrymandering yeah. of districts. Yeah, that's and, where the corruption is, and that's where we got to be focused. Yeah, and I'm just saying, like, I, I mean, look, I haven't read too much into it, and I'm a pretty, like, I don't give a fuck about either party, too, but I'm just saying, like, from what I've read, it doesn't, it doesn't say that Amy Comey Barrett has, you know, she's going to for sure reverse Roe v. Wade, or, you, you know, there's a lot, a lot of speculation, a lot of speculation, and... Uh, a lot of, like a uh, uh, conservative bashing, in, you know what I mean? And I'm not, dude, I'm yes. not conservative. Like, and that's all a part of the game. No, you know what? Here's here's my problem. Here's my problem. I'm gonna throw the hands up here because that's how Trump gets all the attention. <laughs> here's 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 my fucking problem. Okay, right here. All right. Instead of instead of um, you know uh, swearing in that justice and spending all the time that that took, you know, 
whatever happened to the stimulus? Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Huh? Where the all stuff happened to the started. stimulus bill? Meanwhile, these hardworking Americans are starving their motherfucking asses off. And these guys are like, hey, we got the other justice in. Mm. Yeah. Now let's take a vacation. Yeah. They're, they're on break, so you understand. They're not coming back till after the election. So yep. the American people get fucked. And again, yep. that's, that's what this is all about. You know, look, if we, had, if we had some shit kicker go into the presidency and do what Trump was talking about in terms of draining the swamp and, and you know, kicking some, shit, kicking some ass for the American people, he would have probably had a lot of support and would, you know, much greater chance of getting uh, reelected. But it's yep. the same fucking distraction. It's all the same establishment distraction. Like we're talking about, you know, a, like the policy, you know, like James said, the potential threat that she may be instead of looking at, <laughs> oh, we didn't get, we didn't get a stimulus. Wow. How many oh, people that, yeah, that, yeah. to vote? Like how many people are, their, their votes aren't going to count on November 3rd? Because yeah, I mean, there's no coverage. The there's no coverage of the ballot box that was fucking burned because burned he, you know. in uh, Baldwin Hills, you know, yeah. it's only a black neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like a black neighborhood, so there's ballots. We can, you know, that's the shit that I'm talking about. We need accountability, man. We need a system that all of us grew up being taught was a reality for us that was going to be our yeah. future. And yeah. it's bullshit, man. It's complete bullshit. Yep. I, I don't have children, but I know you do. And we yeah. got to do a lot better for them, you know, like Absolutely. In, in every regard. I don't care if you're Republican or Democrat or communist or uh, whatever. Like, hello, let's fucking take care of this shit. Let's, so let's, let's right. You cannot imagine how embarrassed I am to talk to my children these days and tell them what's going on. And, you know, it's like, okay, no, you can't go anywhere. There's a virus outside. And, yeah, there's this election going on. And you know this. This is what this guy wants to do, and they're just like, this. This doesn't make sense, you know. And it's just like, that's just how it is, you know. Got to rake, rake those um, leaves. Man. When I was their age, we didn't know about all this shit. We didn't know anything that was going on. There was no access to information. You know, there was no internet or anything when I was. Well, you know, there was color TV. Fuck you, James. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> You just well, think I can just I already know what you're gonna say some some <laughs> fucking shit about me being home, but um, you know, my dad even told me when I was talking to him, uh, he's even he who is military and everything, very conservative, always voted Republican and everything. He's like, you know, Trump's an idiot. He needs to get out of there. I can't believe this. That's crazy, you know. Um, shit, man. Well, we'll to, see. To, to make you feel better, wait, uh, to make you feel better, I used to have to go up to the TV and uh, change the channel as well. <laughs> So yeah, I know exactly. Hey, I had one of those about. too, man. I had the phone that went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah, part of your uh, archival collection, your museum collection, huh, James? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I go into my room. Uh, but no, anyways. But hey, man, I want to ask. my dad. My dad said, you know what? We didn't know. We never knew who the president was. You didn't know who he was. You just heard from him like every once in a while. You know, they'd be on the TV. He's like, hey, you know, America, this is how things are going, you know, and here's what we're going to do, you know. And then you'd have a presidential debate. And they'd be like, yeah, you know, you're no John F. Kennedy. I know John F. Kennedy. You're no John F. Kennedy. I mean, that was like, woo, did you hear it? He yeah. said, oh, you know. Well, Compare yeah. that to these days, and it's just like, oh, my God. Howard, Howard, Dean, Howard Dean lost his chance because he screamed. He screamed. Yeah, yeah I'll never forget that. The scream that, that lost his. Yeah. Wow. 
you have like, doomed a political candidate. Not talking about Mexican as rapists and other things. No, one no, little a thing. Fucking yeehaw. A yes. yeehaw. I will never forget that. I was like, oh man, that was weird sounding, man. Next <laughs> thing you know, he's going down in the polls and he's done because of yeah. that one moment where he just got too excited and went, Wah! And it was just like, can you find that, James? Yeah, like, God, God forbid we have a politician with some passion and, you know, energy. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Name in all the states. There it is. <laughs> he didn't grab any pussy. He didn't. Wait for it. No. He no. Didn't, no. Nothing. Just, just that he was just energetic ah! and fucking excited. There it is right there. Just, oh, God. And then everyone's like, oh. Yep, that's hey. it. No, that's not presidential for us. Yeah. That's not enough for us. <laughs> See, you know what I'm saying? Like, Peach, how the fuck is this our reality? That now we got, you know, it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. I would love this yeah, guy. Just, he can't believe himself. He's like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And now he's like, oh my God. <laughs> no, I love yeah. this guy. I remember this guy, man. I, I remember this guy. Ah! I'm so excited. That's just <laughs> excitement. You know, don't be too excited. No, but you know what, man? excited and be our president. No, it's just, uh, I'm just, I, I, we're, we're, we're past an hour right now, guys. So uh, I, I definitely, I want to I wanna ask, so what, what do you feel like, we can, I mean, we've, we've obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that are wrong, man. But if you were president, one good hombre, what, what would, what would one thing that, uh, you know, you, you want to kind of change, I guess, you, you know what I mean? Because we want to provide solutions always, right? Oh, shit. Um, I, I, there's, I think there's a couple, couple huge solutions that I think are really actually easy. To, it'll just take the political will. One is overturning Citizens United and getting money out of politics. And we need, publicly funded elections we need to get rid of these election seasons which are just never ending and, and just join the red grow the fuck up and join the rest of the world get your shit together you don't need more than two weeks to get yourself elected we don't need i mean think about the billions billions and billions of dollars on each of these candidates and elections what the like more than you know entire nations uh, entire economies being spent on one man's election or woman right Crazy shit. We need to get the money out of politics. Second, I think we do need to abandon the electoral college. Oh God, yeah. Fuck I think uh, personally, personally, just to throw something in there, man. I think that uh, uh, you know, making like a ranked choice vote, like how Ireland does, yep. man. Basically, that's like a way <clears throat> more update. If you guys don't know, man, it's like very interesting because. Yeah, sorry, like, what, what did you say, James? What was it's that called again? rank ranked vo voting, actually, because in the U.S. it's basically a winner takes all kind of thing, right? But I think like right. um, in Ireland, what they do is they write down, you write down your choices like one through 10 or something like that. So if your number one choice gets eliminated, then your vote goes back into the system and then goes to number two. So it's like, it's like a better system mm -hmm. because it's hard yes. game actually, y you know? Yeah. So, oh, wow. Yeah. So I mean, why haven't we done that yet? Hey, right. we're, we're, our like, democracy is older than Ireland's. That's actually the reason why, you know what I mean? Because people, it's kind of like we're a computer. Yes and, and no, it, but you're making it, 
that's an excuse. That's an excuse. I, again, it's about political will. It's about the. Oh, I, I don't agree with it. I'm just because the politicians. It hasn't changed because the politicians don't want it to change. That's correct. It's what maintains the power. Hell and yeah, it, man! Our, our system is beautiful. We can change this. We can do whatever the fuck anybody wants us to do. But we just. It was made for that. Will. It was made specifically for that. They made it so that it could yes. be changed. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So it's it's these little things to take back our actual democracy to create a democratic process it's not about dominating it's not oh i just want the leftists to win and take over everything no i love the diversity of thought and ideas and 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 the arguments and the debates and like I, the left doesn't have all the answers and neither yeah, does and, the fucking right and all this right? talk of deplatforming, man I, and this is very troubling to me man because it's like just you know people fought there was black people or you know people who in the civil rights movement that fought for the fact that people can have rallies because I mean, even if it's, you know, a KKK rally or something like that, because it's part of the free speech in America, man. Yes. And I hear it more than ever from the left that people need to be deep platformed. And to me, that's like, yeah. uh, it's anti-American, man. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. from, from my understanding of it, man. So it's why I've always been a huge part of the ACLU. Like, and even as an American Jew, like, I, I, you know, when I talk to my students from all over the world and I talk about American society and our, our, our concept of free speech and freedom, and I, and I make this very clear to them. I, I'm, an, I'm a, a Jewish American who would fight to the death to protect the right of a Nazi to stand on the street and speak his truth, right? Powerful, man. And, and no, I mean- Because the, the truth, the truth, shine a light on the, uh, on the truth and, and, and it'll get rid of all of this darkness, right? Man. I, 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 I cannot stand what's going on on the left. With dude, the, thank uh, you for saying that, man, because that's, honestly, that's very, very powerful, man. And I, I mean, to be honest, it's just like, it's like what's imp more important, free speech, or, you know, I mean, uh, just making everybody like uh, uh, controlling, controlling one side or something like that. You know, it's a very slippery slope, man. And yeah, hey, you, you know what? Yeah, man. And we got to have you back on, on again, right man. There. Okay. Yeah, let's just yeah there's tons of stuff to talk to with this <laughs> guy. Well, listen, listen. I'm, guy's I'm, like multi, uh, you know, multi subject matters. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Look, at, uh, I can't wait for the day that I don't have to paint Donald Trump again. Right? Amen this to that, is, dude. I can't wait till thing, this shit's over. This whole thing, I hope this is all done with next week. Right? Yeah. Like this is the last thing I ever want to fucking do. I want to I want to paint like beautiful animals and environmental. I want to get on some great subjects. All the shit that you're hitting teach, chase, all these great artists that are are out there get, putting positive messages out there for for the world. And that's fundamentally what I'm trying to build this brand as once we get past this my passion project moment. But it's it's about being a good hombre, right? It's about it. All it takes is one good hombre to change the world, and then it's two, and then it's three, and four, and then before you know it, man, we got a radically different, much more beautiful world out there. I love and that. So man. it's it's about getting these like-minded, like positive-thinking people together. Whether you're you know you're making art, you're making poetry, you're making music, you're teaching, whatever. We need to you know come together now and do some beautiful shit. Hell yeah, yep. man. Damn, yeah, I could once have this put... election shit is over, it's time to leave that shit behind and just start Dude, embracing I, I some new things. I want to take this off, hang it up. I embrace both sides. I want to come out to the world. I'm a little scared. You know, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about this, but you know, the reason why I am masked are for several things. Reasons, you know, there was a guy who showed up here at Tower 26 on Santa Monica Beach a couple about a month ago from Ohio, packed with guns and knives, 
looking to kill liberals. And he was, he was attacking a, uh, a lifeguard at Tower 26, right? Mm. Drove across the country looking to kill California liberals, right? Well, that's, you know, I'm not, I'm not a Democrat, but obviously I have a message out there that could, could potentially put me at risk. Uh, not oh, to yeah. mention the fact that I'm openly telling everybody that I'm a Jew, which puts a whole other target, you know, for many people. And I've already had one of my pieces hit with some anti-Semitic shit, which I think was actually left-wing anti-Semitic, because they drew a yarmulke on my, my, my Trump. They drew a Star of David, a yarmulke, and the side curls. So I don't know what, it's clearly anti-Semitic. Uh. It was in the Pico Robertson area, right? And like, you know, so I feel very nervous about my 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 safety at the moment but you know when this shit all clears i hope that i can come out and you know talk about my other life my my reality uh, well either way like we're gonna have you back on we're gonna have yeah. you back on again. either way man i um, mean if you need to come back on as a uh, one good hombre okay. or you, you know yourself man we're, we would love to have you back in the studio man i mean you know we're, we're actually taking next week is the election it's tuesday so we're gonna take uh we usually record this show on Tuesday, so we're going to take next week off, guys, because it's important to go out there and vote. You're going to batten down the hatches. Vote Bo down. Vote. Bo <laughs> be ready for any crazy shit. Yeah, because uh, vote, 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 and then don't be fucking afraid to get out in the streets afterwards. If we see some shady shit going on, which there's a very good chance that it's going to happen, boy, we need to hit the streets. And for and you know what? There's more to vote for than just the presidency. There's lots of offices. There's lots of yes. you know propositions Uber. and everything. I don't know what the, what the right thing to vote for yet, but I think Uber is important, man. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if it's yes or on twenty two or no on twenty two, but we need to no. no, 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 no. That that bill was completely sponsored by Lyft and Uber. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a corporate vote. No. The, the guy who that they had the Uber driver, it's like, oh, I need this and that. I, I was a Lyft driver as well for a while. Those companies mm. fucking suck, man. These people are getting used and abused. Yeah. So vote no on 22, by the way. There you go. Good information I, 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 there. Thank good you. information there, man. Thank you so much, man. Hey, man, we're going to invite you on again next time, man. But thank you so much for joining us, man. That fucking hour flew by fast, and I knew it was going to go by fast, man. Hell yeah. yeah so smoke them if you got them. <laughs> so drop uh drop your social media uh uh one more time man and uh, the, the new website and website new website the number number one good ombre h-o-m-b-r-e dot com and at one good ombre on instagram and twitter uh, hell yeah and uh oh uh, on the day of the election i'm gonna give away actually a, a choice print original Ooh. print i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna set up a post and uh I'm looking for some new followers, anybody who ever, whoever can make me laugh with a repost of uh, one of my pieces that I put up on the election day. Uh, make me laugh. I need some, we're going to need to laugh that day. We're going to need oh, some yeah. levity and some humor on November 3rd. Lots so, of entertainment. I'm going to post a picture. Whoever can uh, well, tag us, and tag us, me. and we'll repost it for you, brother. Okay? And but, uh, uh, post it on LA Star Gallery, too, man. Dude, hell yeah, man. That's Those are right. awesome pieces. Thank you so much, man, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right, love you guys. Hell yeah. Love you guys. Take care. And to the audience, peace.